Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, and thank you, John Mark and the team for leading us in that wonderful time of worship. Um, good morning, church, and um, it's wonderful to be with you all again. And um, John Mark, if you could kindly put some music on for me um, just before I uh, share God's word. I want to just pray into a few things that I feel needs to be addressed. And if this is you, just please just respond, you know, before you and the Lord and just um, receive what um, these different words that I've um, received. Um, if you're here um, and you're online, if you have um, a headache, just place, just receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you're the God who heals. And Father, anybody who has a headache um, under the sound of my voice, I command it to die in the name of Jesus. I command it to leave. I command, Father, Father, for your healing power to come upon them. And Father, even though we are online, we thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. There's no, there's no distance with the technology, Father. We thank you that your power will touch, strengthen and restore in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, there's someone here who may or um, have um, a left, there's someone, else, there's someone here with a left pain problem, a left pain, um, a left problem in left problem in their leg and there's a pain in their leg I want to pray for you right now and I speak to that, that pain in the leg right now I command it to die I command the pain to leave the root cause I speak strength and life back into this leg and that I speak normality right now to you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Also, I want to pray for somebody who recently, um, very recently, you went to the opticians. Um, and I want to pray for you that God will re restore your sight. I remember one um, years ago, and I'm sure several of you have got a testimony like this, but I remember years ago, I had to go to the optician because my eyes had a problem and the doctor, the, the optician said that you'd need to wear glasses and I didn't want to wear no glasses. So I, I, I prayed and I, I trusted the Lord and I'd done various exercises for my eyes. And by his mercies, I, I was able to have my eyes sight back to normal again. And I want to pray for you that God will touch you that if you were that person, or even if you are trusting God for um, healing for your eyes, I want you to lay your hands upon your eyes right now. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, for that person in particular who went to the optician recently this week, Father, who needs a touch, and Father, even for those 
who are trusting you and believe in you, Father, for um, restoration in their eyes. Father, we speak your healing might and ability to touch and restore and heal and make whole your people right now. We declare it, we announce it, we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The final thing that I word I received was that there is somebody who is about to make a very um, big decision of their life. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very big decision, but you need clarity. You need direction about it. You need like confirmation. And I just want to pray for you that God will grant this to you. Father, I come and I bring um, that person or father that is really needing clarity about that big decision that they need to make. I ask that you will bring insight, that you will bring clarity, father, about the decision that they need to make. Father, we pray that father, you will open the door that they need. And Lord, we thank you for the strength to be able to make that decision, that major decision. We thank you for your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, just receive those words if that applies to you. And um, we're just going to just come before the Lord in prayer. Once again, Ozzy, thank you for praying for me. I'm just going to pray again. So, Father, we come before you and we pray, Lord, for your spirit to help, to bring direction, and for your Holy Spirit to help us. Father, there is, there is no other time, Father, in the, in the history of our um, calendar, Father, where we need you more than ever, we need you more than ever before. There's been no other time like this, Lord, this unprecedented time. And Father, we need a divine intervention of your spirit, Father, for you to speak to our hearts. Father, we need your word to come and bring transformation and for, to bring um, revelation so that we can walk in the things that you need us to. I pray, Father, that you will touch every person and that you will bring strength, that you will bring illumination and insight. And Father, we pray that your name will be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. We, I want us to look at something um, new. Um, I want us to look at a new topic, and I'm just going to read a few verses of scripture to help um, to help lay the foundation. And the first, um, this, the first scripture I would like us to read is Philippians chapter three, verse ten, and it says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto his death. 
the, the next scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And it says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I did not use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching was very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. And finally, um, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, and it reads, For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with the words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you and for, from the way we lived when we was with you. So today I want to, to speak about um, an encounter with him. I want to speak about an encounter with him. As we, as we see the kind of world that we are living in globally, um, the entire world is facing a situation where we are um, looking at a pandemic. Um, Ozzy said something about um, a friend of his about um, actually being um, affected by um, COVID. And, you know, so many different ones are, have been affected. Um, people's relationships have been affected. People's finances have been affected. Jobs have been affected. Um, and so many other things have been impacted. And yet we as the body of Christ are to bring the solution to this situation, to this pandemic, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ to the communities, to our communities, to our nation and to our world. And corporately we've been looking into um, uh, uh, the area of kingdom impact. We've been looking at how, um, as corporately, how we, as the church, as we, as the body of Christ, can impact the people that we come into associate in in contact with, and so that we can bring Christ, and so that we can bring hope, and so that we can bring a solution. And just as, as a way of recapping, because I'm sure we'll be um, camping around a lot about the kingdom of God, you know, as we go and we look at various topics, but because as a church, we want to make such a significant impact. And kingdom, in, kingdom is this, what a kingdom means is this, it is a country, it is a state, it's a territory that's ruled by a king or a queen. It's a country, a state, or a territory 
that's ruled by a king or a queen. And as a church, we've been looking at, um, when I say as a church, um, corporately, we've been looking at impacts in this sense. And there's a few, um, and what Pastor Joe has done, he's broken down that word impact, and he's done it like this. So he's done it like impact is leadership by influence through Christ. Impact means fulfilling our mission to make disciples. Impact will also require devotion to prayer and impact. Impact is demonstrating the kingdom authority. Impact demands that we are a blessing to our community. And impact requires a team life as a local church. And today I want to try and seek to, by the, the grace of God, try to um, focus on the devotion to prayer. Now, I'm not going to be speaking on the topic of prayer per se, but it's more, um, that's, that's the closest area to what I really feel that I need to emphasize on for today. So Jesus puts it like this in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I really want to take my time today because I really, this, I, I just want to say that this word has really been burning on my heart to, to share in the sense of, what God really wants to do with his, his people. And so I really want you to just, just listen really carefully because there's going to be saying lots of things that's going to really, um, so many different things that you'll think, wow, that I need to take note of this. But Jesus said this here, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in essence, we want to bring his rulership here on this earth, in our communities, in our nations, and in our world. That is what we want to do, but we have to make an impact. When Jesus was on earth, he, the Bible says this, is in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, the scripture says that how, how Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and man. He increased. So in order, so, so, so Jesus made the impact and he was transformed from one phase to another phase. He was, um, he moved from one level of glory to another because, and, but he was able to make impact because he he changed there was there was he, he progressed he didn't stay where he was he moved from one level to another so he can make impact in the in the book of uh, in the gospel of john chapter 5 and verse 30 it says i can do i can of myself do nothing as i hear i judge and my judgment is righteous 
because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. And this is what we are wanting to continually seek, to pursue an encounter with him. But for Jesus, in order for Jesus to make an impact, he had to have an encounter with God. And you can see that there was a progression. There was, there was he moved from one place to another in his development, in his walk with the Lord. And for us to impact our world, in order for us to change our world, we have to move from one level of glory to another. We have to have an, a personal encounter. We have to have a deep conviction. See, because this is the purpose of an encounter. The purpose of an encounter is to bring strong conviction to the point when you have conviction, you are prepared to die. This is why the men of old, the, the men in the days of old, in the scriptures, were prepared to die on the, like you heard with, I, I believe if you look in the, in the history books, how I think, it, I think it was Peter who died upside down on a cross and he was prepared to lay his life down and several other of the disciples, because they had conviction, they were with Jesus, yes, but they had an encounter because you have to remember even though that they were with Jesus for three years, that alone was, that, that wasn't just it. It was after he died. That's what changed the, the game for them. Because it was at that point that they realized that this is, wow. Jesus is, they, they believed that he was real before. They, they believed that he was the Christ. But there was something that happened in their walk that caused them to walk with such authority and such conviction that regardless of who they faced, when they stood before the Sanhedrin and stood before the authorities, they did not care. Regardless of who came before them, they were able to display and to demonstrate the power of the Spirit of God because they had an encounter with Christ. And it's when we have, and I'm not, and, and, and see, remember this, I, I'm not just talking about when we just give our hearts to Christ. I mean, and I'm in no way trying to rubbish it, but I'm saying that we need to progress. We need to move forward from this and move forward to the point so that we can be at the place where he needs us to be. Because the encounter with him will cause us to run and to stand with strong conviction. So Jesus, whenever he ministered, he did not minister out of the history books of his fathers, but he ministered out of the relationship that he had with his father. And he ministered out of his conviction, he ministered out of his encounter, so that when he stood before men, he was not standing empty, but he was standing full with the power of God, ready to bring help, strength to the people. 
A personal encounter with God from heaven is what we need. Consistently. Consistently. Because the tendency is at times when we have been touched by God, we can sometimes encamp around this wonderful experience that we've had. And it's great, but we need to move on. We need to press on and go to the place where he needs us to be so that we can have a stronger conviction, a stronger um, uh, effect and impact on our world, because that is what's going to bring the change. In Psalm 63, David said this, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I earnestly search for you. My soul longs for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary upon your and uh, I've, I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and your glory. David encountered the Lord. He encountered him in the sanctuary. But in order for David to see the pow his power and his glory, there was something that he mentioned in verse 1 that's very key. He says, I earnestly, earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water. So to qualify, to see his power, to see his glory, to have an encounter, there needs to be a hunger. There needs to be a first. There needs to be a longing. And it, 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 it needs to be really deep. Because with that type of stance, with that type of attitude and hunger, with that thirst that you have, then God is able to come and meet you at that point so that he can meet and bring that encounter to your life. David encountered the Lord and was able to bring significant change to his world because he encountered him and he knew how to encounter him. He knew what it was. That is the thing that would, would be like the trigger button. And it wasn't being satisfied where he was. It wasn't being content where he was, but it was being dissatisfied how he was spiritually dissatisfied where he ought to be in the Lord and each of us are at different places each of us are at different stages and this is what this world needs it doesn't need people to be content with their their spiritual walkers but it, it needs people who are hungry because when we are hungry then we can bring true impact. So then we can bring true, true impact to our world. When we get born, when we became born again, 
we we had a wonderful experience and i and i still to this day am still blown by my my mind to, to how god transformed and touched my life is it's really amazing but i don't want to stay there i for me i am not satisfied i am i want more i am i i, I want to be hungry i want to be more hungrier and one of the things that i want to encourage all of us more and more is ask the lord to create a hunger more than anything else in this world for him a hunger that will drive us to our knees a hunger that will drive us to the, the throne room a hunger that will cause us to pursue him in such a way that we will push aside our plates that will push aside the things that we would love to do at that time because there is a need there is a hunger there is a desperate situation right now we need to encounter our lord jesus in such a way that it will revolutionize us the scripture reads in the book of Corinth, in second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 and we all with unveiled face continually are seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit God wants us to go from one phase to another to another to another to the point where we look like him, to the point where he is seen more and more. Because we are his hands, we are his feet, we are his mouthpiece, we are his body on the earth to help to bring change, to bring hope, to bring a solution to our world. God wants us to touch so many different lives, so many different people who are hurting, so many different people who are in great need of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Having an encounter with Christ is important. Just us having information of the history books and the scriptures and, and knowing of what God has actually done is, is great. It's good to know what, what God has done in others, but we need to also have that personal encounter for ourselves. Because an encounter, this is what, um, how I've, I've looked up and I've, uh, what I've, I've defined an encounter. An encounter is a, is a personal experience that you will have face to face that changes your life forever. And you're impacted in such a way 
but you are that but you are you're 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 impacted in such a way that your relationship with Christ is just not the same. You used to be here, but now you're there in him, in where he needs you to be, so that we can touch and help the lives of many. The scripture says also in the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And the reason why I read those scriptures in the beginning about Paul knowing Christ, that's the secret of actually ministering in the power that he did. Because as you look through the scriptures, he moved in tremendous power. And even with um, several other people that, we, and I've mentioned David as well, because, and, and, and that was the thing that caused such change in their world, because they sought to pursue and get to know Christ. And in getting to know Christ, an encounter happened that caused them to just not want to be the same. They could not be the same. And it caused them to live differently. It caused them to speak differently. It caused them to have a different outlook in life. The outlook that they had then was not the same that they have had, had now. Because of that transformation, because of that um, touch, that Christ gave them. I want to speak a little bit about some of the dangers of not hungering for the Lord. Some of the, the dangers that if we don't hunger for him, if we don't thirst for him. And this is by no means um, this list is not complete. There's so many different things, but these are the things that came to me. The first thing that came to me was this. We will be religious. We will be religious. And by that, I mean, it's because religion is, is man's attempt to make our lives right with God through our good works and sacrifices and rituals and money it's man's attempt it's man's attempt and the scripture that i have in relation to this where we can become religious is in matthew chapter 23 and verse 25 and it reads this what sorrow awaits you teachers of the religious law and you pharisees hypocrites for you are so careful to clean outside of the cup and the dish but inside you are filthy full of greed and self-indulgence listen when i was preparing this man lord i was just feeling lord please help me out because there is a great void of needing lord i need you so much and this repenting 
because I've seen so many different things in my life where at times I've been religious. I've just, I've, I've, and I, I just said, Lord, I'm sorry because I don't want to be like a hypocrite. And it's easy to be like, to become religious. And these things are the things where they, they can actually take away from your Christianity, from your walk. And as what I was going to add to this was that Christianity is not a religion, but Christianity is about encountering a relationship with Jesus Christ of Nazareth, where we move from one glory to another. We move from one level of faith to another. And this is what we need. And if we, and we also always need to come before the Lord constantly, constantly saying, Lord, please search my heart. Please help me. Father, if there's an area where I'm being religious, if there's an area where I'm being um, complacent, Lord, please help me. I need your help. I need your help. Because religion has is is like it, it has loads of forms and and ceremonies that are just lifeless, but Jesus came to bring life, and that we may have it more abundantly. And unfortunately, you know this um, there's this this thing where we are we are battling with. There's, there's so many different um, things where that can cause us to be religious, but with his help, the Lord can help us to be um, causing the life of God to this impact and touch our world in every way, shape and form, so that we can be like Jesus, like our master, that everywhere he went, he was doing good. He was doing good. And this is what we need to be pursuing him more and more so that we can impact our world, so that we can change our world, so that we can cause many to come to Christ. As we look to him, he will help us. He will change us. But there needs to be that hunger. That there needs to be that first, as it's written in the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Father, oh God, that's what I'm going to pray right now. Father, can you cause a hunger in us, please, Lord? We need you. Please, can you cause a hunger in every one of us that will cause us to be on our knees, to be in the secret place more than ever. Oh, God, we cry to you today. I pray that you'll move upon every heart and upon every life, Lord. Oh, God, I pray. I pray. I want us today to um, really just come before the Lord because I realize my time's almost up and I'll continue this 
in two weeks' time. And I want us to just come before the Lord right now, just asking him, Father, please give me a, a hunger more than more than silver, more than gold, more than any other person, anything else in my life, that you will take preeminence, that you will take your rightful place. Lord, help me where I am weak. Oh God, help me where I am faltering. Change me. Oh God, help me where I've been religious. Help me where I've been complacent. Move upon our hearts, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that you will cause more change to come. Father, we want to have an encounter with you. Lord, we don't want to have information of and not have an encounter for ourselves. Can you help us, Lord, please? We ask by your mercies today, Lord, so that we can impact our world, so that we can bring change to our world. Can you help us, Lord? We so need you. We cry out to you. We cry out to you, Lord, asking for your help. In the name of Jesus.